You are too cute. You know that? Hi, guys. I'm just just petting my little kitty here. And that's not a euphemism. We actually have two cats, and I'm petting one of them. Welcome to the show, guys. Hope you are having a wonderful week. Um, I had a wonderful week. Allison and I celebrated our three-year anniversary. Um, that's actually last week, but we still celebrate. Allison likes to prolong things. And this week, we're actually taking a trip to Tahoe. A little bit for vacation, but if anybody is in the Tahoe area... I'll be headlining this week, uh, starting tomorrow, Wednesday, the uh, 16th through Sunday, at the Improv at Harvey's. So if you're around Tahoe, come on out, see a show. And uh, what a show we have here, episode 115. Two really incredibly funny uh, headliners, PJ Walsh and Matt Eisman, stop by the living room slash studio. And um, we talk a little bit about some hell gigs that we've had, especially at casinos. I talk about a show that I recently did where it was really awkward. And um, PJ, who used to be the dental tech to President Clinton, tells some stories about that. Matt, who is actually a doctor, he has his license, and now he's a funny comedian and the host of American Ninja Warrior. How's that for a jump? You're a doctor, now you're the host of American Ninja Warrior. And do you think in Japan they actually call American Ninja Warrior just warrior? Makes sense. Anyway, enough of my rambling and babbling and babbling and rambling. You guys sit back, enjoy this episode 115 of What's Your Dinner with PJ Walsh and Matt Eisman. See you later. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's See ever that works. on their minds. Very tripodelic, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's uh, that's when you have all the money at your exposed at, at your <laughs> fingertips. Very nice. My God, I do sound like Harvey Feierstein right now, don't I? <laughs> I just want to be loved. That's, that's so. Yes. What happened? Did you? I don't know. I, I I've been traveling, and I think the airplane caught up with me. Oh, do you do you not do uh, echinacea emergency? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I should have. PJ even warned me about it. Told me I should have. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's the best Does thing. Does the doctor listen? Terrible mm. patient. Doctor is the worst patient. <laughs> Moron. Stupid. Where were you coming in from? Uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Be jealous. Go ahead. Uh, a little bit. Honestly, Grand Rapids, Michigan, a gem. Beautiful city. Really? Oh, it Grand was. Rapids, yeah. So, <clears throat> I go, go in there? there. No, I didn't go there, but I've been there. Oh. Cor- corporate event. I go oh, no. in, and they put me up at a hotel in the middle of downtown, and as I'm driving in on the cab, I see uh, an open-air amphitheater, and there are like a thousand people around. I'm like, what's going on? I got so music event so i go over and honest to god it was something out of like a justin timberlake rom-com movie there was just a dj there and everybody was swing dancing and it was people from high school to geriatrics same-sex couples everybody coexisting i was like this this is fake it was so surreal <laughs> something that it would never happen in la though it was just cool like in the middle of downtown grand rapids everybody dancing so grand, right they do a lot of stuff they have laugh fest there I don't know if you ever done. You know, you know Doctor Grins is in. Uh, is yeah, a, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I know the club. Yeah. The Laugh Fest is, is I think going to go in a fifth year. I just did it this this year, and they do all these like, they just broke the record for people wearing the most sunglasses, and they get everybody together. Yeah. It started as a Gilda, the Gilda's thing. And, Gilda Cl- yeah, Gilda's but club. Yeah, they do a lot of cool stuff. That's a yeah. fun city. Great city to play. Rapids. Who Great knew? Great city to play. Who? Yeah. Yeah, the only, I'm trying to think. The only Michigan rooms I've done, uh, Lansing Connections, yeah, and yeah. Lansing, yeah, Lansing. And, not as fun. Not as fun. No. <laughs> fun, a, a nice club, but nice yeah. Nice club, but the city. It's, the city yeah. yeah, there was really yeah. nothing to... Like, I guess Lansing yourself is probably yeah. the most exciting thing, and hence the name. 
And I did like a casino run in the uh, Upper Peninsula Oof. of Michigan. No, and I also did the Traverse City Comedy Festival in Tra- or Traverse City, Traverse however City. they pronounce it. <laughs> oh, Tra- I can't even remember how it's pronounced. <laughs> It was, a, yeah. it was fun. Well, but it was fun. I think I did that casino you're talking about. I got to say, every, every comic, though, anytime you hear casino room, your heart just sinks. Just yeah. Uh, well, th- there are good casino rooms, and then there are shit casino horrible, rooms. Horrible, yeah. yeah. Ultimately, you know, the, whole, the only reason you're there is a holdover because they want the people in the casino. Right. They, they, it's right. It's just, it's not about comedy. Yeah, but a lot of times in those places, Michigan, there's nobody to hold over. Like, yeah. you know, I did a room in Harris Rincon with Monique Marvez. God bless her. Oh, love Monique. Put, it's, it's awesome. But the room is open air right in the middle of the casino. That, where was this? Uh, Harris Rincon. Where is that? It's uh, right near Escondido. So in San Diego, like an hour. Oh, okay. Inland. Out here, out here. Okay. Beautiful hotel. But it's just, it's always tough when you're competing with slot machines yeah. and tables and all the noise. Because like one of the com- uh, com- casinos I did in Michigan was like, there were two casino gigs. Excuse me. I remember doing one was like in a separate room away from the action. Yeah. Which was fine. It was like. You need to be isolated. It was, yeah. And it was perfect. It was a great, great show. And then the second was like that, the open air. Like, we're on, like, this semicircle stage, and surrounding us on the fl- uh, at our feet was, like, a bar. Yeah. And then behind the bartenders were slot machines and people playing, and then an open air out into the fucking lobby. I played the same kind of thing in Michigan, and nobody was there. Like, Dude, nobody you're a street down. busker. There's there oh. nobody there. And you're the guy, a stripper yeah, on the, the afternoon like, shift. Yeah. I just said to the guy, it's he looked awful. We, all right, I guess we're not doing this. He goes, hey, man, my boss is here. You, 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 you got to, like, do the show. And I literally went up and did 45 minutes to myself. Oh, I'm no your God. private I, I, dancer. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, dancer for money. Oh, it was horrible. I oh. went down. I pretended I was the audience. I was laughing at myself. I'm like, this guy's amazing. Oh. <laughs> well, like, honestly, like, almost that's almost fun. Like, I think when, the, when there's nobody there and they still make you do a show and you could be that free with it. Yeah, what are you going to do? How what is else it? am I going to do? How is it? What is this? Five minutes in and we're, we always go to hell gigs with comics. <laughs> oh, you, we, we, we went well, straight is, to casino. This is how we're on. We this is how we're on. That is great. No, this is, this, is, this is what comics do. This it is, really is. Like, Mine was worse than yours. Oh, <laughs> It was fun, though. But okay. you're right. The point is, if you can make it fun, whatever. Totally, because yeah, sometimes you get hard-ons who are running the room going, no, you got to do your regular show. Don't fucking go in the audience. Do your show. There's wait staff here that what and you're like so i'm gonna do my show as if the real audience so okay i'm holding there's usually a big yeah that's what I say. well there's there. usually like a 35 minute applause <laughs> break on this bit <laughs> yeah, so yeah, i'm just gonna yeah. wait you know i only do three jokes that's it and, and that, full of that's applause. all they pay me for lisa lampanelli would love it <laughs> what's that lisa lampanelli would love it <laughs> have you toured <laughs> with lisa no just but you know she's always in the crowd Oh, yeah, yeah. And oh, it the, would be like one of those things if no one's there. Yeah. Hey, that chair is black, and this one's brown. <laughs> yeah, like that chair a, looks Asian. Like being a prop comic. Hey, the only prop yeah, I need is people. I know. I need people. <laughs> you know who is like, um, did you guys ever know the legendary Wid? No. Like, um, a pro, like uh, one of the first like real prop comics to mm. kind of hit the road. Like, he, he probably started hitting in the mid-'80s, and um, he, he complains that Carrot Top took his act. Um, but like, I remember I was featuring for him years ago at this club in Tampa and I like to do crowd work, you know, just a little stick. And, uh, he said to me, he goes, please don't go, don't go into the crowd. That's, that's what I do. If, if you do it too much, they're not going to want to talk to me. So like, it's weird work with guys that are like so needing of the crowd that yeah. if you touch them at all, they, yeah. uh, please don't do that. You have, you have written shit. Stick to that. Yeah, yeah. I need them yeah. to make my shit work. Don't wear them it's out a, before I get there. Yeah. It's a weird variable. 
that uh, some comics just need that little ex- that that needs that specific thing to make the act complete. Yeah, that's a weird one. I mean, you know, clean guys and stuff like that. That's that's fine. Hey, man, don't curse or please. Or, yeah, yeah. Well, that. you know, the the tough yeah. thing with going into the crowd for me is always. I mean, ultimately, we're we're kind of looking at TV, and if you have to do crowd work, it just doesn't work on TV. I mean, Don Rickles, I guess, unless someone's yeah. there. But, 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 I mean, that's Rickles. But it's almost generic. It's, you know, you imagine what he's talking about. Well, yeah, yeah, but sometimes it's being in the room on those things. But yeah. I'm right, right with you. I mean, you should always be working on stuff that you can do everywhere, and right. especially for TV. But some, yeah, sometimes you're in the room. If you're in one of those, like, those places. You oh, know, where you, yeah. got, you have to go into the crowd. You got to That's, you the, that's the way to engage them is to bring them into the show. Yeah. Make a yeah. part of it. I'm trying to think. back of their heads. The only guy that I ever saw really do a lot of crowd work on TV Two come to mind: Paula Poundstone and one of her earlier HBO specials, and Ian Bag. Oh, really? In a Showtime special, yeah. he did. It oh, was like Ian half Bag all. It was half crowd work. Wow. Although Ian's one of the best at crowd. Well, yeah. Robin Williams back in the day too. I mean, he went. He went oh, yeah. the crowd. Oh, get, put you, on the jackets and he did all. And Howie Mandel was nothing but oddly enough back in Howie Mandel's day, he was okay. all into the crowd. This is the point where I go. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. You're right. No, no, but no. <laughs> no he yeah, used to do, it, but it now is. he doesn't like to touch people. But right. he used to do nothing but crowd work. Like, really? Yeah. Look at him now. I yeah. remember seeing Howie like. Oh man, Howie back in it. He, I mean, he, he, there's a there's a video on YouTube where he did uh, the Celebrity Center and and you know where Louis just did his mm-hmm. the one in the round, and you know he Howie used to. Is that the one that that had like the uh, the the logo or something on the floor? Yeah, it's in it, yeah it's in the it, round. It's in the round. Hooray for Hollywood. I think, yeah, it was I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I remember yeah, seeing. Yeah. It. yeah, he went to the crowd a little bit with them. Yeah, but he also. But there's had other a... earlier stuff like he, he, he in the crowd. That's the first thing I remember about him. He was like the first guy I ever seen like going like actually physically being in the crowd. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize yeah. he did that much back in the day. Yeah, well, at least the impression I have. You're watch fucking him, watch PJ, you're wrong. Yeah. You're wrong. You freckled bastard. I never did. <laughs> he sounds like a Jewish old. old oh whenever God. He that, that's me. that's my audience, old Jews. So <laughs> you're gonna get a lot of hate mail and kugel recipes. Actually, we're talking about a casino gig. Just. What would you guys say your worst your hell, worst hell gig, worst one ever? Wow, um, I've done some corporate gigs, and you know, part of it too is the more money you're getting paid, the the better you feel about it, but the more you want to deliver. Yeah. And I remember once where there were nuns literally in their habits, sitting at the first table, and I'm pretty clean with my corporate stuff, very clean. But there's a little innuendo, and it's just. You know, the crowd can tell if you're not confident in a joke. Right. And saying something like talking about erectile dysfunction in front of nuns, it was just like, ah, I'm not even Catholic and I'm going to burn in hell. (laughs) That would definitely be a hell gig. Yeah. Right. There you go. (laughs) Hello. Peach. I I did this... it was in Texas. It was this big, huge patriotic thing, and it was. I wore a suit. That was that was the wrong thing to do initially. But the first guy to go, out, it was like a thousand people. But the front tables went for ten thousand dollars each. Like it was a big, huge Ooh. money raising thing. And the the first person to go up was Commander Leopold, who was the commander of the USS Cole when it got hit. Oh wow! And he does this huge speech, and he he's probably I think he was going to run for Congress. We 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 talked after because I was in the Navy, and he did this huge like hour long thing and with slides and this and, and just like heartwarming moving thing and I'm thinking I should have probably went first <laughs> you know, it's oh, kind of hard to like, follow that like, yeah. yeah and then they brought a guy up who was a speed painter and what he did was he, he has an easel paints it upside down and, and, he, flips and he spins it, it and yeah. then he plays like I am a real American oh, and then by the time God. he's done like there's a flag and stuff like that and he's given out to people and he goes up before me and then I got to go up and do a half an hour. Oh, what was that thing you did on Adam Street? Remember that one with the, uh, 
like the circus show. Where everyone oh, was, yeah, that was another was, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peep Show. Peep Show. My friend Elaine Hendricks. Oh, yeah. wait, 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 wait. That was pretty bad, too. You did a, but let me get to the end yeah, of this yeah, one. Yeah, right. yeah, I got a lot of hell ones. But, uh, <laughs> Matt witnessed some of them. So then this guy does that whole thing. He does three of those. Place is going crazy. And then everyone leaves and goes to the back of the bar. And there's nobody, like, there. And the woman's like, whatever you do, please be clean. Please be clean. And I can work clean. So I go up. And literally, first word out of my mouth, I knew no one's listening to me. No one's listening. I have a suit on. I'm not like a suit wearing guy. Yeah. Uh, the sun. I mean, the, the lights. Are Did you know? Down. I, mean, I woman, mean, going into like sometimes you know I'm gonna bomb. I knew. Like, no, I'm I knew when he over. went up and I looked at the uh, and I was going last. Like I'm like humor shouldn't be at that the end sucks. of this. That right. sucks. You're no, just no, no. going. Oh, this and is I, not lining up half well. Half an hour and she's just looking at me like don't curse, don't curse, don't curse. I can't go into the crowd. I got to stay in the pocket. I'm totally uncomfortable. I go to grab. <laughs> I go to grab a chair, and. I get paint on my suit. The guy had paint. They didn't clean up the paint. I get paint all over my suit. The one suit, like I have two suits. I get paint all over my suit. Well, did, I bomb. Uh, they didn't clean it up from the from, from the painting. Oh guy. my god! And then I go. Oh. I'm, by the end, I'm, I'm upstairs and I'm, I'm I got my shirt off and I'm scrubbing my my suit in in this in this in this sink in the kitchen. And the girl who brought me there, his husband, comes in and he just walks in. He looks at me. He goes, "Oh yeah." Oh, I go, "Yeah, yeah." That was horrible. Wow. He goes, yeah, man. I go, look, man, let me tell you something. I go, I think you really, I think you should have a band at the end next time. Not a comedian, because no one cared. They weren't paying Everyone was gone. You should have a band. He goes, no, we tried a band last year. I go, dude, you went band comedian? <laughs> like, like, what's wrong with you? You don't go band comedian. Like, they have to listen to me. A band could just play on. I, the worst thing is when you get off stage and people go, Ooh. Good job. I mean, that was a tough crowd. Yeah. They try to make you feel better because they you know. know you bombed. Yeah. 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 Cool. Commander Leopold, he, we actually took a limo back together to where it was. And he was like, you know, I was in a bombing, but that was a lot worse. So, you know, <laughs> <you're> like, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just thinking about that thing where you're like, uh, no, we had a band last year. It's like you're slowly declining. Like, what do they have before the band? Well, before the band, we had fireworks go off. And <laughs> right. They just weren't paying attention. So we thought, you know, people would want to laugh. We're going to go for a laugh. poet next year. <laughs> Spoken word. We're going to be doing mime we're thinking, for oh, next year, month. God. Those are fuck. Wait, what was this peep show thing, too? Yeah, years ago. Uh, oh. boy, what year? That was like, what, 2000? That's where I met Jim J. Bullock. Jim he J. Was Bullock was there. Jim Monroe. Quit bragging. Jim, Quit Gene, bragging. Simmons. Gene Simmons was there. But I was excited. Yeah, I got a picture with Gene Simmons. I'm yeah. sticking out my tongue. Look I was friends with Elena Hendricks, who's, wow. a, who's an, an actress and a uh, really cool cool girl and she was putting a show together peep show and it was a variety a whole bunch of stuff and she wanted me to do stand up on it or whatever and I like break danced in it and stuff because I break dancing and, and but it had like it was like it was a variety show for me it, it, girls this, this is just an example of literally context where everything else was women coming out with like steel bras and then using buzz saws to cr- create sparks off of them people doing piercings odd it was circus odd sideshow acts incredible acts but then PJ doing straight stand-up comedy, and it's like you just it, you, sometimes you're just not set up, set up to win, right? You know what the most and wait, amazing... I'm, I'm sorry. What was the venue? Was it outside or was it in like a? It, it was no. It was it was in like, it was a, like club. a warehouse. It was in a club. The most okay. amazing part about that whole entire story is I didn't know I didn't do well until about two seconds ago when Matt brought it up. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is actually an intervention for you, PJ. It was pretty. It was pretty awful. Wow. I powered through though. Those are uh, those are pretty bad. I we all have them. Oh, all, like one and, of the, and honestly, those stick out so much more than the great shows. Like, oh, you remember the great shows, but the bombs. The bombs hurt more because they hurt more. agony in your belly. Bombs scar. Oh, bombs bomb. always get you to when you're at your most comfortable place. 
Another, uh, another good bomb I had was uh, there was this club in New York called Stitches that I used to do all the time. And then Keith, uh, Keith who owns the Skyline in Appleton, came okay. out. I'm good, good friends with him. He came out with his girlfriend and his, and his buddy. And my, my family had a bar not far from there. So I'm like, I'm doing this gig here. Come on out. Right? And, and so we were going to a Yankee game the next day. So I'm like, come to the gig, and I'll go to this. I've known Keith for uh, uh, – Cliff, Cliff, sorry, for years. And Real good friend. Yeah, no, yeah, Cliff. Like, I'm thinking of Keith from Salt Lake, but Cliff. And so I go up there. There's, the stage is gone. They're redoing the place, and they're like, oh, there's some guy who came in, and he's off a of Carnival Cruise line. He's, he's going to do some stuff. And this guy's going up. A Yankee playoffs are on, and I'm always like, if the Yankee playoffs are on, I should never be on stage. That's a rule. I'm like, I'm in trouble because whoever's going to laugh at me is watching the game. Right. So this guy goes up, and he's doing rhymes. He's like, why do spurts suddenly? Oh, and the crowd is into it. They're into it. And then Cliff That's- just looks at me and goes, they like him. They're going to hate you. <laughs> and, man, I tried. Uh, but for 45 words, minutes, Cliff. I was, like, throwing stuff out. They wouldn't have anything. I'd throw something out. They would stare at me. Two seconds later, Cliff, his girlfriend, everyone started dying laughing. It was like this <laughs> delayed kind of usually. Was uh, unbelievable. The laugh at your pain laughter is yeah, the worst. Yeah. And, and then said- I was driving home. I was driving home. In, in my car, who I, j- I just had it all detailed and cleaned up and repainted all the dents and all this kind of stuff. I had it all done. And I'm driving up 684 in New York, and there's a truck in front of me, and a tire pops. It goes, boom! And the steel radio comes all the way up my car and goes, <laughs> and I don't even flinch. I just go, of course. You know what I mean? It was going to happen. Just get me yeah. home. Just get me home. Yeah. You get home, and your house burned down, yeah. and... Then the nuns show up from that other show oh. and go, well, yeah. we told We had you. fun with it, though. It's a good re- – it's, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like horrible dating. Like old girlfriend. Like yeah. you, oh, once yeah. the time uh-huh. goes by, you can point at it and look at the humor. Those are the ones that keep you warm at night. <laughs> I, just had, I just had something happen to me the other night. Um, I, uh, I did a show as, uh, as, my, as Skippy Green. You yeah. guys know yeah, my- of course. Yeah. So uh, it's in the back of this head shop. It's like this secret room, like almost like a speakeasy. Someone told me about this. Yeah, they were just saying. Yeah, someone told me about this. Yeah. About the room or about yeah, the yeah, speakeasy? Yeah, room, yeah. Yeah, it was, it, yeah, it kind of felt like a speakeasy, like, but it was just for potheads. Right. And uh, you go in, and it's like this back room, and there's a little stage, and there's, uh, you know, they don't sell any weed there. It's all just come in and smoke, BYOB, bring your own bud. But they sell, like, snacks and whatever. And um, my buddy put the show on, and, you know, he had, I was doing Skippy. And I went up first as myself. And the crowd was laughing a little bit, but... Stoners are very in-the-moment people. Yeah. Like, they're listening to you intently, but it's hard for them to follow oh, a joke. Yeah, yeah. So when you get to a punchline, they forgot what you said, you know, 10 seconds before. So a lot of the material was falling a little, <laughs> excuse me, to the wayside. So I knew already, like, okay, this is going to be a weird show. Everybody who went up after had the same kind of reaction. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do skip. No, no, I'm sorry. Then um, the, uh, the guy who went up before me, Really talented, but it's almost like your thing with the uh, with the painter and the and the and the speech. This guy was a juggler, and he's juggling knives, and oh, he's juggling, and the oh, stoners yeah, are like, what are you "Dude, do? whoa, <laughs> fuck!" So <laughs> the guy goes on stage. He goes, "Now, please welcome Skippy Green." And I get up there, and I start to do my thing, and then I realize I'm stumbling on my words. And Skippy, I kind of know the act. It's it's almost like a monologue to me. It's it's very regimented thing. But I'm like, I'm skipping on, I'm, I'm tripping over words, I'm repeating myself, and I realize I'm getting hotboxed. <laughs> <laughs> I am getting stoned just off of this excess oh. smoke in the room. Now, 
in my set, I have this one specific joke that I do. It's a very touchy joke, but if set up the right way, I get away with it, not just because of the character, but because of the way I explain it. But in the joke, I say the N-word. Now, had I been <laughs> sober, had I been sober, I probably would have realized that the two really big thug-looking black oh, guys in the Jesus. audience would not like the joke anyway. And again, if I was sober, I would also realize the crowd not reacting to most of this shit would not have, I would have lost him had I done this joke. But because I was so stoned, I couldn't remember any other joke oh. aside from the set list oh I just remember, I just memorized. So I, it's time to, for me to do the joke. In my head, I'm like, this isn't a good idea. But then I'm like, I don't know what else to say. So I go into it. And Joke obviously sat there like a lump of shit. And from then on, the crowd was just like, just shocked, silent. Mm -mm. And the two black guys, like one of them was like rolling a joint. It just, he was wearing sunglasses, but I could still see his eyes just looking at me like that. And the other guy was like in the back. And um, I just, I, I ended as awkwardly as possible. I literally said, bye bye. And there was this. And that was it. Two. Oh. Was it the black guy? No. Here's where the story gets interesting. Do you know who Clownvis Presley is? Uh, is that the guy who wears the neon stuff? No, no, no. He literally is an Elvis clown. Okay. okay. That's his, he's not a stand-up, but more of like a performer, performance yeah. artist kind of thing, but incredibly funny. Uh, and he and I are buddies, and so he's like, if, if you look him up, he's like wears like a, a blue sequin jumpsuit like Elvis would, big wig, pompadour, and clown makeup. So he's in the he guy come in, and he's on right after me, and uh, I go, dude, that was awful. I should not have done the N-word joke. Right as I said that, turn around, one of the black guys comes into the green room. I didn't see how big this guy was from the stage. He, I'm like 6'6", six, 6'1", six, he had to be 6'5". Oh, oh, and probably 6' wide across. Like, he was fucking big. And he just comes up to me, and he goes, So what was the nigga joke, man? <laughs> and, and I go, uh, What was the joke, man? And just that fucking, you know that look? Right. When somebody does not like you? And I go, and I try to explain it. And I'm still a little high. I just like to say I don't know that look because I don't use that word. Just in case anyone who listens to this ever again. And I, I don't. don't well, yelled. trust me, I won't be doing the joke again. <laughs> um, and I just, I go, and I try to explain. It. I said, well, it's you know, it's, I'm just, it's a joke. It's, it's, it's explaining how the word is just a word. And he's like, yeah, it wasn't a good joke, man. Just wasn't yeah, a good joke. Wasn't, wasn't. You know, interesting that, that you bring. We, Matt and I talk about this a lot. And I, to me. To me, like, when, in, in when I'm trying to do jokes that kind of might, like, rock the boat or whatever, I, I kind of, in my head, go to the definition of a real joke is you'll say it in front of whoever it affects with zero, with all the confidence in the world. Right. And the joke is, but if you're hesitant, then it's funny to you. You, you, you know what I mean? So, like, to well, me, sometimes I've had, like, I used to have these, like, midget jokes and somebody, like, was like, oh, there's a, there's a, you know, there's a little person in the audience. And I didn't, I took it out. And I'm like, oh, I have to work on that joke so I can do it. So it. That, but like, don't you think comedy in itself is subjective? That yeah, yeah, it totally. is. But for myself, not like, anymore though. Yeah. But for myself, comedy is yeah. not becoming subjective. No, yeah, comedy. It's true. It, it isn't. It is it's not. a scary time. Yeah, people are taking things out of context. Totally, they're taking it literally. Yeah. yeah. When you say something as a joke, people are taking it literally and quoting you. And for and it's me, scary. It's, yeah, it it, is, well, I thought I, I was going to get my ass kicked. Yeah, I well, really yeah, did. And I, you're a good guy, and that's the only reason. Like for me. Is that's why I, I would always look at the joke and go, okay, what am I trying to do? How can I say the same thing with me also Steve, still being a good guy and getting that joke across right. without 
maybe going, oh, I haven't explained myself. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't meaning to offend you. This is where I'm trying to go with it. That's why I would just look at it. Like, if I ever felt that moment, like, oh, I'm not doing this joke because somebody's there, then I'm like, oh, I got to look at this thing again. That's but, just how I look you know, at it. Twitter, too. Like Twitter, there's no, there's no. Tone. Oh, there's, there's, there's no. Uh, People um, won't look at the context of the tweet. Oh, they never the tweet look at the after. context. Well, I think sometimes because I think the problem with Twitter, as far as that goes, is that it's very hard to type sarcasm font. Yeah. You know, people yeah. see a tweet and they they just see the words. They don't hear how yep. you hear it in your head. You know. Yeah. That's that's one of the big problems. I, I think a lot more comics are going to get in trouble in the coming years. Oh yeah. Well, I, I mean, comedy's a scary. It's a scary practice to be in. Right. I, don't, now. I think honestly, I think there's actually the. I've I, and maybe it's just me. I've noticed that, especially with younger uh, audience, if you will, they are more receptive to things that are a little on the darker, on the edgier side. You know, like I like go to. Um, I'm, I'm not talking. To, it, it's not even the audiences. I think all it takes is a clip taken out of context, just a video. Of your joke with no context, just you saying that word or something, you know, like you look at all these things and people don't understand what leads up to it or the fact that it was said ironically or or whatever, that you're actually using it to highlight how absurd it is and awful it is. And it's and it won't be a regular comedy club goer who, who starts yeah. that stuff. It'll be somebody who really doesn't understand it, who takes it literally, who doesn't understand your history. He's not going to look at where you came from, where you do. They're going to judge you. And I said, Matt, I tell Matt, we talk about this. I talk all the time. I go, we used to we used to be able to, to learn from our mistakes, not be defined by them. Now That's you're true. defined by them. That's very and, true. And we we you know we try to go where we should be able to go over the line and come back. Like we were saying, like you yeah. know, you saw that, you looked at that joke, and you're like, oh, okay. And, you know, and even just right here, you're like, oh, I left this part out. So you relook at it. We should be able to make those mistakes because that's how you – that's how wisdom – you right. yeah, yeah. wisdom happens. You know? No, I agree. I agree. I think um, – but it's, I'm, well, look uh, – who is it? Uh, well, Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. Got all that shit yeah. from Twitter from the thing about the tsunami. Yeah. Which was a really good joke. Well, I mean, but Tracy it Morgan, It just might have been too, too soon. Remember Tracy yeah. Morgan back, back in the day when he got in trouble for, for saying that, like, if my son was, like – was gay. Oh, yeah. and he was just in, in a club riffing right. and I'm looking at myself I go you guys are the, the, the high watermark is Tracy Morgan that's where you're that's what that's what we're doing now like you, you want him to come out and apologize I mean that's the beautiful thing of Tracy but it's just what you said flip it's too soon like whose whose determination is too soon was you know, it just like a collective it's just these these collective judgments go on and there's this outrage where someone takes something and goes isn't this awful and everyone else agrees and then like a crowd builds around it, and then well, all of a sudden. Well, I'd like to go on record right now and say that I think it's safe to do some Lincoln jokes. <laughs> Lincoln? Yeah. Mm, I yeah. think there's been enough. I know, it's been fired up again since the movie, though. It's like right. people a little bit touchy. Right. <laughs> Fuck, you're right. God damn it. All right, what about the Inquisition? Yeah, I think you're right. Torquemada. Hey, Torquemada, what do you say? I just got back from the auto debate. <laughs> You know, it's one of those things, no if you're blocks. in a position where you're, you're working for some kind of corporation, they're going to buckle to the people because it's about the dollar, you know? Yeah. And yeah, no well, one's going to care un- until you make it, well, see, until I th- you can be tore down, really. That, that, people love to build up and then bring yeah. down. And I think because with the advent of social media and with the internet and which is instant access to information the second it happens, like you said, corporations are so quick to back down. So quick to uh, to jump on the I hate or I love bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I was just reading about this. Um, it's just a weird story, but some uh, fan at uh, one of the World Cup matches, this like seventeen year old girl, happened to get photographed. Yeah, 
You write about this? I saw this. And then L'Oreal uh, contracted her based on one picture to be like a model for him. And then immediately fired her because a picture came up of her like on a safari and she had shot like a gazelle or something. She's posing with the gazelle. And L'Oreal immediately, because there was this big outrage on Twitter, and L'Oreal fired her. Yeah. You know? And I'm not saying I agree with hunting or whatever, but I'm just saying that quick. And yeah. L'Oreal's like, oh, well, we shouldn't even bother with her because she already... Well, Ted Williams, the golden voice. Hello, oh, that yeah, radio yeah, yeah. guy. Like, they were shocked that, yeah, he had some bad stuff in his pet. He's homeless. He's homeless. Why do you think he's homeless? Yeah. Substance abuse, mental... Like, why, are they, why do they... They jump on trying to get the, the fame and be the good guy and then just back away as soon as... When somebody, it gets rough. The, the other, reality yeah. rises up. The right. other thing is, like... Let me take a look at your yard. Let me look at your oh, house God. because let me tell you something. I know you're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Everybody's got something. Everyone's Everybody's got, something, got you know? shit. But you get behind that computer and, you know, because it, it, well, like Twitter to me, and I've never really been good at Twitter, and I guess a lot of comics are really good at it, but it's, it just, it's just surface to me. And it's almost like, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. It, you know, it used to be headlines. Headlines get you in a newspaper. And now what we've done is give people headlines. And yeah. people are stupid. Oh, yeah. You know, so now they're getting – and then you can see things just detached. They see one little thing. And, like, when, when Jerry Seinfeld – they got on Jerry Seinfeld about, like, women and communists. And, like, Jerry was just like, if you live in a world of funny, that's that's where I like yeah. you. That's it. And that seems like a Joe pretty Rivers. Damn, yeah, good yeah. answer. You're not the person to interview a comedian. Yeah. Oh, that was interview. so good. I loved it. Oh, oh with uh, on CNN. Fox or CNN? Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. great. And then you, you look at everyone going, just her and her face. and whatever. I'm like, do you know Joan Rivers' history? Have you taken a look and see, like – what where, she has what done, she the done? boundaries she yeah. has oh broken. Oh my God, up. a trailblazer! Totally, but people don't say they, they. It's like a stoner; they're there in the moment. They're there in the moment. Yeah, yep. they they can't cohesively follow. Yeah, they're just so oh, right now in this immediate time. Joan Rivers. I think as comics, though, we just have to own it. And you know, they're like, "Hey, you said this, but you don't know me. Suck it." Yeah, yeah. Like, have you guys yeah. ever gotten in trouble for like saying or? On stage? <laughs> when I was in the Navy, I got in trouble. When I, when I worked in the White House, I, when I, was, I used to work in the White House. I, I did all the dental in the White House, but I also was had an office in Bethesda, Maryland. And as I was getting out, I just started comedy. Like I, It was like 94, and, I, and they're like, do, do a show. We're doing a talent show. Be on it. I'm like, I don't think it's the right place. I'm like, come on, p- please do it, do it. And um, I was like, all right. So I went, and I did it. <laughs> and I crushed, but I had some kind of religious jokes and, and things about smoking because it was back when almost you could smoke on planes and the last four rows was the safest place on a plane if it, if it crashed. And, I, you know, I was just like, what a great interview that'd be. I'm so happy I lived. And she's smoking through her neck. You know, meanwhile, all the healthy people are dead. And I had some religious joke, but the commanding, it was only supposed to be enlisted. The commanding officer's wife was there and she was really religious. So next thing you know, I get called up and I got written up for politically incorrect and morally wrong jokes told at a command function. Wow. And I was, and I worked, you know, I was the president's, like, like, like guy. With that side note, because it's very, uh, very interesting, PJ here, you were, can we say the name of the president? Yeah, Clinton. You were Clinton's dentist. Dental technician. Yeah. Dental technician, pardon yeah, me. Yeah. Dental- well, no, there's a big difference. I didn't go to, you know, Matt went to, he's, Matt's a doctor, Matt. Yes, yeah, I, I'm a Clinton, dental no. technician. You really? I never, yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. I'm a theater major. Theater! Right. Theater! Mm. <laughs> Uh, but you actually worked on the president's teeth. Yeah, I, I, I redesigned a dental clinic in a basement in the White House, and then uh, and I was in charge of the first and second families, uh, all the dental for the first and second families, some of the officials at the White House, and then uh, all the troops up at Camp David. 
No so shit. that was like my job. I worked side to side with the dentist uh, for the president. So, did you ever try to take a selfie while he was knocked out or something? Just like no, this is way before cell phones. This is Clinton, well, no, I dude. meant like with you, just because you don't have a cell phone, you can still do a picture like with a camera. Just I have up. a great picture of me in the Oval Office shaking his hand, standing oh, on cool. the presidential seal. Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably the coolest. <laughs> it's not Photoshop. If I, I Photoshop know, it, you know, know I'd be taller. He's he towers <laughs> over it. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was a cool time. It was pretty wild. That is insane, man. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Did you have to apply for that? No, I got nominated. It was when I was in the Navy, and I, I just uh, they liked my work ethic. So I, I was I I spent three years with the Marines. I went to Field Medical Service School, so to train as a combat medic with the Marines. And I was a dental technician as well. Went spent six months with them, and the dent the dent the captain who sent me to the Gulf. Uh, actually was Reagan's dentist, and he said, you should go up to Bethesda, and I bet you end up getting that job. And I went up to Bethesda because Tony Woods, who happens to be a comedian yeah, as well, yeah, I Tony. he was stationed with me. We were both we were both like, dental technicians in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, wow. and, and the, the golf was going on. We were both field medics, and, he, and I knew he started to stand up there in D.C., and I knew Martin Lawrence came from there. I knew you know Dave Chappelle was like, I'm around there. I was like, well, I'll go to Bethesda because I can start doing, I can do stand-up. And next thing you know, I get nominated for the White House job. That I just out of curiosity, have you ever done a bit about being like field, uh, med, uh, like field uh, medical or field dental technician? And like, like, could there be something like a, oh shit, this guy's got a fucking cavity, quick! I, and well, like, I, do one, I created one whole one man show about it. Mad, mad scene. I did a whole one man show He's about battling it. the enemy with dental yeah. floss. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. Okay, okay. No, about the whole. I, I like, figured it was a lot more like how I got there. It, it, to me, people were like, "Why don't you do jokes?" And now I'm working jokes in. But they were like, "Why don't you do jokes about the White House?" It, it, it had a bigger had a bigger meaning to me than to be just thrown away in jokes. Because I, I was you. just like, my parents are immigrants, and and I, I you know, I'm. I'm providing health care. I think I'm the youngest person to provide health care for the president, for a sitting president. And to get there and do that, it, it was bigger than Monica jokes oh, to yeah. me. You know, so I created a Everybody show around Everybody had the Monica it jokes. It did pretty good. So, but, you know. But now now I'm working the Monica <laughs> jokes and because nobody cares about the artsy-fartsy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> it all comes back. It all comes back. Full circle. What kind of, and what kind of doctor were you? Internal man? medicine. So I'm licensed as a general practitioner in California. Are you serious? I don't practice. Yeah. Yeah. And do you ever keep it current? That's nice. Just in man. case, actually, the corporate event I was doing in Grand Rapids was for a hospital group. I go out stress management through humor. Your prescription for laughs. Uh, it is cheesy? the best medicine. Oh, God, it's it awful. is the best medicine. But I'll tell you what. You know those corporate gigs? They pay a little more. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. So do the and I'm so just starting dance? to do cruise ships. They're yeah. the same thing. So dance yeah, for a doctor chicken. too. He won't write scripts for me and stuff yeah. when I'm like saying, I'm like, dude, can I get? He's like, you can, you know, you don't need that. You can do. It. I'm like, come on, come on. That's that's convenient to have a roommate who's a doctor, right? And a fantastic guy too. Um, I know you guys gotta get over to because they they and we actually all three. all three of us we're doing a yeah. show tonight. Well, Matt's headlining, PJ's yeah. featuring, and you were nice enough to give me guest spots, so I appreciate that. Um, but before we get out of here, uh, where can people find you? Uh, Twitter at Matt Eisman, M A T T I S E M A N. Sweet, and you also we didn't mention about oh, Matt. Monday nights. Yeah, I host American Ninja Warrior on NBC. Yes, Check it out. excellent show. Check it out. Check it out. And PJ? Oh, at PJ Walsh Comedy uh, on Twitter. On Twitter. Some, some jerks got PJ Walsh. Oh, what a dick. Uh, so at PJ Walsh Comedy. What is and, and then, uh, yeah, man. That's, that's fantastic, guys. Well, thanks so much for sitting in. Always a pleasure. And, uh, yeah. hey, guys, thanks for listening. This is this was fun. This was like a comic kind of informative show. Uh, oh, oh, wait. Before you go. Yes. Uh, we'll do this. We'll do a combo. We'll do it real quick. Uh, this <laughs> I almost forgot about this because it got so interesting. This little part of the show called... The Skippy Green Show. Uh oh. It's the Skippy Green Show. <laughs>
Hello, boys. Skip hey, Matt, how are you? I'm doing great, Skip. Fantastic. PJ, I don't give a shit. All right. I appreciate it, Skip. <laughs> no, I heard no. you killed at the pot place. Oh, my God. <laughs> Black folk have no sense of humor. All right. Was that out loud? Here's how it goes, boys. I'm going to ask you a question. you got to answer the question in ten words exactly. Oh, boy. Not eleven, not nine. Ten words. I'm going to ask... Same same question for both of you. PJ, you're going to have a little time to think of your answer. Matt, are you ready? I'm ready. Perfect. <clears throat> if you could fuck any of the first ladies <laughs> in the past 20 years, with the exception of Michelle Obama, who would it be and why? Ten words. Racist limitations. Laura Bush. Gots to like dat white ass. That's a good answer, actually. I, was, <laughs> I didn't think you'd go there. You got to go for the Bush either way. All right, PJ, same question. Oh, man. Uh... To repeat. If you could fuck any first lady of the past 20 years, with the exception of Michelle Obama, who, why? I know, I have White House ties, so I might have to bow out of this for the simple fact that... I will, I will change the question. If you could fuck... Any senator. They don't live in the White House. I'm gonna, I'm kidding. If you could fuck. No, you know what? I'm going to go with... Uh, no, no, I'm changing the fucking question. All right. Let's you lost this. your shot. All right. All right. But before I do, before you answer, we're going to bring out a painter. I'm going to bring out a, a guy who's going to do <laughs> emotional... Sp- no. If you could fuck in a bowl... In a bowl? ...of any cereal, what would it be and why? Ten words. If I could fuck in any bowl... Cereal. Lucky Charms. Did you forget the why? Why? Come on, Irish boy, say it. That's implied. I'm say Irish. Say it, why? Oh, he's They're Irish. magically delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> that was that was a good answer. <laughs> I like how you bowed out. Like, like somebody from the White House listen. Wait a minute. Wait, what happened? The NSA Walsh talk about one. fucking uh, Barbara Bush. That's fucked up. Uh, again, guys, thank you. And we're going to go do a show right now. Let's do a flip. All yeah. right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds.